Hello and welcome to the Leading the Line podcast. Chris here. I hope you're staying safe and keeping well. And we are here with our SWPL preview for the new season because the SWPL Cup is, well, it's not done because the group stage is done, but the knockout stages are to come. But the league season starts this Sunday. And joining me, as always, is Mr. Campbell from Listen. Campbell, how are you doing? Aye, not too bad at all, Chris. You? Yeah, not too bad at all, mate. Um, we are doing this on the clock, which is why there's no faffing about as the usual as at the start of the podcast today. So we're going to get straight into it. Um, before we get into the SWPL though, Campbell, we will, let's have a wee chat about the Champions League that we all watched last night. Glasgow City uh, drawing 1-1 with Servette in Switzerland. Um, it was, it's a good result for Glasgow City. Um, a fantastic goal from Claire Shine. But I think they will be relieved to get a draw out of that one from what was, in the first half in particular, not a great performance. They, they kind of rallied a little bit in the second after going a goal down, which seemed to be something Grant Scott picked up on as well in the post-match interview. Uh, but yeah, one-one draw against Servet, very much in their hands. Coming back to, to Broadwood next week. Well, they could have asked for, but um, they were disappointing last night. So I mean, nothing. So was Servet for that matter. Enough, nothing really happened for for most of the first half. And then obviously the goal they gave away, as we said at the times, a great header. But defending is just all over the place for City. And then just as I'd put in yeah, a group chat elsewhere, saying City have been pretty awful tonight. The minute I press send, Claire Shine did what she did, and it was a fantastic goal to get them back into it. So I might just slag them more often if they're going to the score just to do it. So it's it's a good result for City. Um, plenty to work on ahead of next week, but they'll be happy to be coming home with the main advantage really, and the side that should go on and going to get their place in the next round. But play like they did last night and sort of make it tough for them um, in Broadwood, uh, Broadwood next week. Yeah, I mean, I thought. I, I mean, my kind of thoughts in that first half was I think we talked about the size of the pitch and how much the camera angle was playing on as well. But it still looked like a big pitch, even when you were looking at the way that some of the players were spread about it. But yeah, I mean, it was a it was a really good header um, from Jade, um, as we talked about. Defender could have been better for it, but for that seemed to just kick Glasgow City into some kind of life, and then Claire Walsh puts that ball over the top. And yeah, I'm sure you have seen the clear single now. If you're listening to this, to be honest, you'd be really surprised if you haven't. Um, but yeah, great goal, and it gives them a good result going into next week. Um, so yeah, that game will be next week, ten past three on Wednesday afternoon. It's on BBC Alba, and you can obviously go along to Broad as well. No City are selling tickets for it just now, but yeah, we will probably cover that in more depth at, at a later date. But let's get into SWPL. So we have. Come up with a wee plan, which is unusual. <laughs> um, but we are going to go through each of the 17 sides as best as we can. We're going to have a strength, a weakness, who we think their most interesting signing has been and who they're most excited to see this season. So let's start alphabetically, to prevent any debates about anything as well. And we're just going to start with Aberdeen. And Campbell, let's come to you first. What have you got down as Aberdeen's strength for this season? Um, I put the chemistry of the team. They were obviously last year. We saw that right from the start when they come up to SWPL2 and from day one, pretty much, with the team to beat. Um, with their performances, obviously, it was a good game against the United to win um, 4-3, but for there, they were on top and never really looked back, did they? They were beating everyone there, and obviously, these players, being so far north, they've got the best of the talent from up from that way, and they're obviously, they're, they're always playing, um, they've been playing with each other right through all the different age groups. Obviously, a lot of them are together for Scotland as well, so... Uh, the team, so the, the chemistry they understand togetherness that Aberdeen have is something that has really helped them in SWPL too. And I think will be will be important for them as well. And also in that step up. Yep, I uh, I've touched on to that northern point that you've made and the fact that they play up north. Um, I don't know how true it will turn out to be over the course of a season, but a lot of players in SWPL still are juggling real life with playing football. Um, I think moving to the Balmoral 
is good from a fan perspective up there. I think the Cormac Park, obviously in house, but it wasn't. It didn't look anytime you see it on screen. Didn't look like somebody would particularly choose to go watch football, especially on a, a wet and windy day. Well, Balmoral Park, obviously home of Cove Rangers um, and it gives them a chance to build a bit of a fan base up there as well but yeah I think a lot of people will lean on the fact that Aberdeen's far away this season if they don't get the result they're expecting so let's call it out as a strength just now and then we'll see if it's true or not um, weakness for me I've gone for the exuberance of youth which I know seems like a weird thing to say as a weakness but uh, after the match against Rangers uh, midweek in the SWPL Cup uh, I spoke to Emma Hunter and she was talking about how because the players are so keen to like do well, but sometimes they lose, lose a little bit of their shape. Um, and for all the harrying they did in that game against Rangers, the, that 15 minute spell where they lost the goals, it, it kind of obviously put the game away from them. Um, so yeah, I think it'll be interesting to see how Emma harnesses that that exuberance. It can definitely be a positive, but when the pressure's on, it'll be interesting to see how that balance is going. So a bit of a weird weakness to say exuberance is weak, but it, it makes sense in my head when I've explained it there. Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of similar talking about, like, just playing tougher opposition. We've seen them do well in the Cups before when they were that level below where they were being command like, and they're a Rangers close. Um, obviously, they played well against Rangers again this year, but in SWPL too, there was only really two or three teams that were properly giving them that challenge and almost every other week Aberdeen were, were winning games fairly comfortably and it's, it's a step up. It's going to be the same boss for Hamilton coming up as well, but... Um, it's just something that Aberdeen a lot of the players maybe not played kind of against some of these sides so how they're going to fare against obviously you've seen the likes of City Rangers Celtic it's, it's going to be a challenge like it is for everyone of course but I just wonder could that step up maybe be a wee bit tougher for Aberdeen there but as I've said obviously with youthful exuberance you're talking about sometimes that's good to just be like well we don't really care who we're playing we'll just play our own game so we'll see where they go but there's, it was kind of hard to pick a weakness for them there because we don't really know how they're going to fare against them up that higher level Yep, absolutely. Uh, let's move on to signings then for Aberdeen. Uh, there's only two signings that they've announced. Uh, Donna Patterson coming in from Forfa Farmington and Louise Brown, who came from Bucking Ladies, was actually announced the day of recording, which is the 2nd September, but she has been playing uh, in some of the games. So we've only got two to pick from. I've gone for, for Donna Patterson. Um, I think adds SWPL were experience. Went on a, a mad goal-scoring run last season for Forfa Farmington as well, and I know as a player who's been putting a lot of effort and to kind of make this move to a, a hometown team as well so uh, I've gone for Donna what, what about yourself? I you've just pretty much explained it there as well <laughs> obviously she's, she was a player that was, was scoring goals for four fun and now in what's a stronger Aberdeen team I think um, you'd fancy that even although a lot of times she likes to play a bit further back but again given these chances you fancy she'll, she'll do well there and should fit into what is a good Aberdeen side already so I'm looking forward to seeing how she gets on Yeah well, there might have only been two signings but who is exciting is a bit more difficult because I think there's quite a lot of exciting players in this Aberdeen squad. I have juggled three names. I, I've literally juggled them up and I'm just going to say the word out loud. That I'm staring at first. So the one I've got in front of me, I'm going to say is Francesca Ogilvy. Um, I think, uh, I think obviously, Bailey Hutchison scores all the goals um, and I think she will naturally be exciting for that for that reason. And I also know that towards back end of the season, I thought about Eva Thompson and how impressed I was with her when I saw her. I thought she was impressive when I saw her the other week as well. But Francesca, when she gets the ball, there is that little bit of electricity in there when she gets the ball and, she, and she's on form and she also scores goals herself. So I've gone for Francesca Ogilvy. Um, good attacking force. Feels like she's coming to that next stage of maybe pushing up into the upper ends of this division. So uh, yeah, Francesca Ogilvy, how about yourself? 
I've said the same. Actually, I mean, there's you mentioned Bailey Hudson, um, Ailey Shobes, another one that you're, you're thinking you've seen, obviously, for Aberdeen and for for Scottish national sides. But um, Francesca is a player that I do like in the middle of the park as well. And obviously, sometimes maybe not doesn't get quite the credit that the other players there do. But she's one that I've always been impressed by when I've seen her there as well. And from speaking to her uh, a couple of games last season as well, you can see that she's, she's really got her head down to, to do well this season. So I think she's a player that I'm intrigued to see how she gets on. And I think like most of the team, I don't think they'll have too much um, too much problems, too many problems, sorry, stepping up to, to face some of the sides around around them in the league table. So I don't know, will they? Yeah, I mean, uh, your really short shot is a really good one as well. There's a couple of things she did against Rangers, which were, you could just see the quality coming out of and obviously off the back of some of the tough things that happened last season. I'm really excited. Yeah, as I, I think I say this a lot, but I think Aberdeen this league this season will be really interesting to watch. Okay, from Aberdeen to Celtic. Um, and for strength, I've just got there and never beat. Um, I think they've showed that against uh, maybe weaker opposition when they were caught behind last season, when they were 2-0 down to 4 for Farmington and got those two goals with less than a minute and then into injury time and then they've obviously pulled out results against Rangers and, and Glasgow City well Rangers in particular um, last season um, and I think they showed that as well in the Champions League against Levante even though they didn't, they didn't get the result they want I think that's a their mental strength is certainly something that I think they will lean on against lean on again this season um, what about you? A bit of debate with my answer but I've, I've got Fran Alonso written down for sort of the attention to detail and you speak to him after games he's always like really in depth about how he sees his side playing you look at the players that have been brought in from everywhere across the world, really, and if they're as successful as the players they brought in last season, then you you find yourself to do pretty well. I mean, you could just say about all the people they're bringing in the experience of different leagues, but you could say that for most of the big teams in Scotland. So um, I'm always just impressed with him the way he gets his side playing, so if, if that counts. Of course it counts, son. Of course it counts. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Funny you mentioned about signings because I've actually put that down as a weakness in that they have to replace, in particular, two very important players from that side last season and Sarah Ewan, second top goal scorer last season, killed 15 by the end of the campaign, and Lisa Robertson, who was obviously SWP one player of the year, both now down at Birmingham. Um, Sarah permanently, Lisa on loan. Um, so yeah, I put that down as a potential weakness because that's they've obviously brought in a number of players, which we'll touch on in a wee second, but replacing those two in particular in the middle of the park and at the top end. If the the recruitment hasn't been quite right, that could that could trip them up later in the season. But yeah, that's what I've gone for for our weakness. Uh, what about you? Uh, I've written down ruthlessness because I think as much as you mentioned some of the players there that were scoring goals, there was plenty of times in games where Celtic just didn't kill teams off, where they were still comfortable winning two or three goals in games, but they could have had probably should have had so much more. And obviously, with Sarah Ewan's been away. That's going to be that's going to be something they're going to need to try and fix. It'll be tough to replace. Where they've got some good young players coming through, and obviously some of the signings that we'll touch on in a minute have, have helped as well. But just scoring goals, I think, against some of the bigger sides is what something is something that they could maybe work on. So we'll see if that's improved or not yeah, this season. Cool. Let's move into signings then. So they've made a number of signings. Um, Charlie Wellings is coming from Bristol City. Tyler Toland has come from Manchester City by Glasgow City. Uh, Sinead Shorts from Orlando Pride. Chen Ming Yu from Shanghai Shengli. Maria Olastar Gross from Thor. Olivia Chance from Brisbane Roar. And the latest one that has happened on the final day of deadline day is Clarissa. Oh, I hope she doesn't score lots of goals. Clarissa Larissi, uh, who has arrived from Thor in Iceland, the Canadian. Um, who have you picked as their standout signing? I talking about the ruthlessness there. I've put uh, Charlie Wellings, who has come in and has done pretty well, even though it was only sort of pre-season games. But it seems to be a player that uh, Fran Alonso likes. You'll know her well from his time uh, down south as well. And 
she could be the player to come in and replace the goals that are lost from Sarah Ewan. So I think she's just one that could certainly do the job in there and still young as well. So it's got the potential to grow for there as well. So uh, Charlie Wellings. Yeah, I've gone for Charlie Wellings as well. She seemed to really be banging them in over the pre-season period. Um, hasn't, I think obviously we've talked about Celtic's um, SWPL Cup game being a bit fraught in terms of actually getting the games on and the, the events of those around it. But um, yeah, I think she's she's... No, so probably I'm not necessarily their best, but I think potentially their most important signing this season, um, especially because with some of the players that have been signed, we don't know tons about them at the moment, so it's quite hard to tell. Um, what about your most exciting the player you're most excited to see for Celtic this season? Yeah, I've got Jacinta Galabaderachi because she's a player that is not really settled in many places. She was at West Ham for probably the longest been anywhere in her career after leaving Australia and then just kind of disappeared. They've obviously went to to Napoli and things, but has never really settled down when it's now she's had that time at Celtic, got another full season to come here. And as a player that when you see her on the ball, it's just it's just great to watch. And if she can just keep that consistency and kind of focus on that, then she'll be a really important player for Celtic. You saw in, in flashes last season what she can do. And if she can add goals to her game as well, then I think Celtic got a really good player there as lot along with obviously the players they brought in. But she should be pretty decent for creating chances for the likes of Charlie Wellington. Clarissa Larissi if she's the one that's to play so yeah it's, it's a player that I'm looking forward to seeing finally getting a full season somewhere Yeah I, um, I've I've gone for one of the other uh, signings and it's because I don't know how it's going to go and that's uh, Shen Ming Yu who's, who's come in from China um, she's obviously the, the, big, the big hype with her was she was the first player to sign for a UK club from China ever and then a minute later Tottenham signed one but she, was, she still remains the first one ever um, and like she's obviously had a bit of game time so far. Um, and I think it'll be interesting to see her because if she does well, you'd imagine she will bring eyes towards a Scottish game. So yeah, I've I've gone for uh, shaving. I, I was tempted to pick Kathleen McGovern just because she's had a good start to the season for Celtic. She obviously had a, a big impact for Aki's in the SWPL two um, promotion race. But yeah, I've gone for shaving you in this one. Cool. Next up, Glasgow City. We're, we're doing good. Well, we're kind of doing, we're doing all right. <laughs> Next up, Glasgow City. Um, what is what have you got there as a strength for Glasgow City this year, the team that have won the league 15 times in the bounce? Where do you start? But uh, there's that many things you could say about City, but I've just simply went with the squad depth and the fact that they've got so many options now. And you can even see last night where there was maybe a bit of debate over some of the players that started the Champions League game, but you look at who was coming off the bench and who could come on to do things there and you just look at the team it's crazy There's, their bench would start for every other team in the league so I mean it's it's just it's great there that you have that and if they can use it properly um, it could be very useful but I've then got the weakness rotation because just try to keep everyone happy while also kind of competing on all fronts so it's positive and negative for them City but we'll see how it goes but um, they've certainly got a very strong squad there Yeah so I um, I've got a kind of the the my, my strength is they know how to do it. They I think last season there was a lot of people. I think we even suggested that maybe they, they wouldn't do it and then they did it. And it, it, let's be honest, at the end they kind of did it. I know they won it in the last day of the season, but it was quite comfortable the way that they actually sealed the deal. And um, that's certainly a strength for them. And as you mentioned, the squad depth. And then I think the the weakness I've got at the moment is that there will be a change mid season for for Glasgow City. We both know obviously Grant Scott's in there as a interim interim head coach and is doing a, a very good job at the moment in terms of keeping them going in the SWPL Cup and Champions League and obviously the league starting but there will be a change mid-season now that change could not affect anything at all but until it happens you, you don't know you'd imagine given the fact that this is a this is something people know is coming 
that it'll be quite smooth. But yeah, I think a change mid-season certainly something to keep a wee eye on when it when it does happen. Uh, in terms of signings for Glasgow City, they have made some signings. <laughs> They've brought in Claire Walsh from Keymount United. Um, Janine Van Wyk went away, but has come back again. So we're counting her as a signing. There's a reason for that. Um, Agatha Felipe is coming from uh, Braga. We've also called up another youth players, uh, Vital Katz, uh, Israeli internationals, come in as well. Uh, and Tyler Dodds, who won the Serie B Championship, uh, has come in as well, uh, another kind of wide uh, player. Who have you got down as best signing? I, I've got Janine Van Vyck, because as I say, she left and has come back separately, so she has a new signing. Um, many times you watched Saya last year, every time we said since she came in, just that camera influence, the way she needs the game, she has a, a class above and City needed that at the back. And they've got a defender now who defends first and foremost and is very, very good at it. And is simply going to be the best in Scotland this year. Defensively, you would think. So, yeah, Janine Van Wyk, pretty pretty self-explanatory, really. Yeah, I uh, I went for Agatha Philippa. Um, and I think, I think up until Sunday, I might have leaned towards Janine as well. But on Sunday against Hamilton Aki, she was very good. I mean, she obviously scored a, a great goal, but you could kind of see what she was bringing. And I think one of the players that um, City will have to replace is Zanetta Vine, who obviously went down to West Ham. And I think I get, I get a Philippa certainly does that. She has that ability to play in pairs and she'll be playing in a pair with who I think is their most exciting player. It's really hard not to say her because I think she is the most exciting is uh, Priscilla Chinchia, um, who I, I really tried. I really wanted to pick another player, but She's the one you look out for when you when you uh, watch Glasgow. So she maybe had quite a, maybe a bit of a quiet game. She kind of had a couple of threats in, in the Champions League. But yeah, I've gone for Agatha Philippe and I'm keen to see how she pairs up with Priscilla Chinchi over the season. Um, by the nod, I'm guessing you might have the same for the most exciting. Yep, you've said everything there is to say. Um, the city have got so many good players, but she's one that on the ball just never really know what she's going to do. So excited to see how she gets on. And I'm sure she'll score plenty of goals this year for City. She will indeed. Well, I say she will indeed. She might not. She might only score one and we look like jumps. But um, given how she started the season, I think she probably will. Um, let's move on to uh, the second of the newly promoted sides, Hamilton Ackies. Um, So for strength, I put in, uh, they have Josie Giard. They have a they have a goal scorer, um, which at the bottom end of the SWPL1 is, is difficult. Um, I think uh, we'll, we'll touch on that in, with one of the other sides a little bit later on, I think. But yeah, I think having a, having a proven goal scorer who's scored goals at SWPL one level before is certainly a strength to have come new into the division. Um, what about yourself? Just the confidence of being back up. It's been Hamilton's aim since they went down there. They've fought for it every year and just missed out on a couple of occasions, obviously. But now they're, they're there, they've got it. And they've got players that want to be playing at this level. So they'll be, they'll be full of confidence and that should do them. So it should keep them in good stead, you would think. But we'll um, be interested to see how they do get on. So obviously they had a, a tough group uh, in, their, their, um, in their cup there. But again, they come through that pretty well. Unlucky to lose out to Spartans there. Um, obviously because of on goal difference. But other than that, they were... They're a good group, so I'm uh, interested to hear how Hamilton do. I haven't seen quite a lot of them at the top end of SWPL2. Um, and what about a weakness for Hamilton this season? What have you got down? I think most of the squad are probably at SWPL2 level. It sounds harsh, I don't mean it to be, but that's where we've seen them at their best. And even there, there's kind of been bits of, are they good enough? Are some people good enough at that level? Um, so the step up will be tough. They've got some experienced players there. You mentioned Josie Gier, obviously, who's... Just phenomenal going forward, and um, but there's just that worry is the team strong enough? And that's it's going to be the problem for a lot of sides down the bottom end of the table, it always is. But 
Hamilton in particular, that's the one that I was I was just uh, a wee bit worried about for them. Yeah, I've I've got something similar in that they're missing a couple of the, the players that really helped push them over the line. Kathleen McGovern already mentioned about it. it's going back to Celtic and Amy Anderson, obviously moving um, from Aki's uh, to, to Motherwell. Um, so yeah, I think I've kind of gone similar and there's like whether the players that they brought in can make that step up. Um, with that in mind, they have made a few signs, um, which I'm just going to bring up. That I thought I had two sheets for this, I don't. Um, but they brought in Chloe Nicholson, a goalkeeper on loan from uh, Rangers for the season, uh, Lucy Sinclair from Motherwell, uh, Megan Wands um, from Queen's Park, and they've also brought in Danny Pagliarulo, who was um, at Hearts, but I think took a, took a wee gap from the game. Um, of those, who have you got down as the, you know, the signing you're most inter- interested about? Uh, Danny Pagliarulo because as we've said she's one that's got the experience at this level um, she's experienced at both levels obviously of SWPL but as a player that will bring in that experience that the departures will be taken away from Hamilton so she should um, she should be helpful for them this season because I see a lot of players are, are kind of have been used to playing SWPL too over the last few years Yeah I've also got Danny and it's it's the same same reason I mean Hannah Coxley is obviously in there as well as a as experience head at SWPL one level playing in defence but yeah, I think I think Danny will be a, a very good saving for Hamilton. Uh, in terms of the player you're most excited about, I'll tell you, I'll go first this time. Um, I've gone for uh, Lucy Sinclair, who, I mean, part of this could be just because I really rate that she wears a headband, and I think that's quite cool. I'm a big fan of like unique uh, approaches to on-field attire. But um, I thought she showed up pretty well against Glasgow City. There was one uh, one ball she put over the top to Josie Gr that Josie couldn't quite get in the end of, and I think that will be like the likes of. Lucy Sinclair and Hannah Scott and I think Megan Quigley in particular will have, have to have a, a big season this season, a season that she's taken out Amy Anderson's shirt number for, for this season. But yeah, I've gone for Lucy Sinclair just because that's that's who I've gone with. Um, what about yourself? Yeah, I've went with Josie Giard, who's obviously done so well at Celtic. Surprising that she ended up at Hamilton, but again, it's done really well there. Is now back at probably what her level was at SWPL1. And just intrigued to see if she can continue her scoring form that she had when she was um, obviously at the green and white hoops rather than the red and white. And um, see if she can just kind of prove how good she was at this level once again. Cool. Okay, we've done that one. Let's move on to Harps. Uh, let's head to Orium. 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 Harps. Strengths. Um, okay, I have gone with... Uh, I've put down that Charlotte Parker-Smith is one of the best keepers in the league. Uh, in terms of shot stopping, I think she showed that up a number of times this season, uh, last season. Um, and yeah, I think I think for Hearts, it's uh, it's going to be. I, I'm curious to see what, how Hearts are because it, the squad's very settled. I think we'll touch on that when we talk about Simmons in a wee second. But yeah, I'm going for Charlotte Parker Smith as one of their strengths. I think that she is a keeper that maybe could play further up the league. Is maybe a better way of putting it. Yeah, I've kind of went on about the confidence I had from towards the end of last season where we were seeing improvements and then in Motherwell with the two teams at the bottom that we had to kind of pick out. But we're, we're really improving. I think Hearts have shown some of that and in, um, in the few cup games that they've played. And obviously it was a hard-fought one against Patrick Thistle to get a draw there. But um, I think confidence should should help Hearts because they're a young team and young players thrive off of confidence quite a lot. So we'll see how Hearts get on there. And what about on the flip side? What's, what have you got down with the weakness for them? Their attack, I just don't see them scoring many goals. They haven't done last year, they haven't done in the group of the cup, and they just they don't really seem to have much pace going forward either. They're just lacking something there, a real goal scorer that is going to put the ball in the net often, and I think that's something that, that could cause them problems this season. 
Yeah, I've got goals as well. Um, they, they had led with Leah Tweedy up top and she's obviously still there. I know Emily Burst is one of the uh, Scotland, Scotland Youth Internationals as well, but nine goals in 21 games last season. And as you say, I haven't I haven't seen them do anything to boost that at the moment. So unless there's something maybe coming that we don't know about yet. But yeah, as it stands, I think that's my, that's my main concern for us just now is like where, where those goals are going to come from this season. Um, let's talk about signings um, so far Hearts they made a couple of signings uh, not many um, on for side who was on loan last season has come over uh, permanently from Celtic and coming on on loan this season is Maria McInerney who has been number 73 big 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 into strange squad numbers and then uh, Tegan Browning who's come up come up from Borough Near Thistle um, from SWPL2 um, of those three who have you picked out as your signing of most interest uh, Tegan Browning, who was obviously one of the, the real bright sparks coming through Borough Muir and has now got that step up to Hearts. And I hope she does well because she's one of the young players that's um, uh, kind of forcing her way into some of these Scotland squads and one that's always talked about a lot. So I'm interested to see how she does at Hearts. But I think given game time, she'll be a player that will thrive um, under new management as well. Yep, I've got Tegan Browning as well. Um, similar, similar reasons in terms of what she achieved at Birmingham Thistle um, and some of the expectation with her. So, yeah, I'll be really interested to see how she makes a step up. Um, most exciting, I've gone rogue, Campbell. I apologise. But I uh, I have not picked a player, but I have picked the new head coach, Eva Led, because I just before we started recording this, I was watching Joe Savage do an interview for Hearts TV and he was talking about how impressive she was um, during the application process. Um, and I think it's also interesting to see Somebody come into not necessarily obviously Fran Alonso had experience of the UK game, came to Lewis and then going to Celtics that's uh it's the top top end job. Bill Hearts is obviously at a different point in their women's football journey. I don't know why I said journey. Um so yeah, I'm I'm really excited to see what she, she's gonna bring to the table because it's a little bit of the unknown. And I think I've said this already on this on this particular podcast. A little bit of unknown is kind of exciting. And um, what have you gone for? Hey, Jenny Smith. Is one of the again another one of these young players at Hearts that's been there for for a couple of years now and on the ball again is a player that does do things that excite you when you're watching it and it's you're wanting people to get the ball and try and run it folk and she's one that does that for Hearts and she could be important I think for them this season as we're talking about trying to get forward and create and score uh, score plenty of goals she's one that will try to do that so um, she's a player that should be quite a bright spot for Hearts this season. Cool. All right. From Hearts, we'll go to Hibs. Stay in Edinburgh. Um, what have you got as a strength down for Hibs? They've got goal scorers. We've seen that, obviously. They're, yes, they've been playing lower league opposition in the Cup, but still to go and score 24 goals, was it, over the three games, which was kind of crazy there. And you've seen them see Miguel, who's been banging them in um, last season as well. And then obviously the likes of Alexa Coyle coming in there as well. They've got players that are going to put the ball in the net, Hearts. Uh, Hibs, sorry, and if they can do that, then again, you you should expect them to be probably still just with the team challenging for fourth with Spartans. I think the top three maybe still that wee bit out of reach, but they'll still score plenty of goals and should be an entertaining team to watch. Yeah, I've got goals, goals as well. You don't score um, 24 goals in three games without that. Without going, well, that's probably a strength this season, even if, as you say, the opposition were from a, a lower level. Uh, in terms of weaknesses, I, I was struggling a little bit for like a weakness because... When you look at the squad now, it feels like that squad's kind of addressed the weaknesses that we talked about. It was it's added some numbers to it. It's added some numbers in some key positions. But what I have said is that I think it's keeping players fit is, is something for him this season because I think last season they struggled a little bit in terms of keeping everybody on the on the pitch. I think towards the end of the season we had a, a couple of players on the on the bench. So I've said 
Um, yeah, keeping players fit during a, a season, but hopefully for, for Hibs anyway, it'll be a case of um, the games won't be as sticking fast and they won't have to rely on as many players as they did. For example, Ailey Adams, who run herself into the ground for about six weeks straight, she now has some flexibility to come in and out of the team. But yeah, I've gone for I've gone for keeping players fit uh, as a weakness for Hibs. What about you? The defence, I mean, on paper, the likes of Joe Murray, Siobhan Hunter, they're, they're really strong players and they shouldn't concede many, but too many times they did and some of the goals that were given away were kind of poor. The, I think in the goalkeeping department, they're still that bit weaker than most other teams in the league. There's just something missing there and they're conceding goals that they probably shouldn't be conceding. Hopefully that'll be fixed this season, but it's, it's still something to pick out on and it's if Hibs might just be outscoring teams more than anything else this year. Yeah, uh, funny you talk about the goalkeeping department, because let's go on to signings. So uh, they have signed a couple of these were pre-contracts, but we'll just throw them all in now because, you know, they're here now. Uh, so Gabby English has come in from Boa Vista, uh, goalkeeper. Uh, Midfielder Tony Malone has come in from FC Wacker Innsbruck in Austria. Edin Rennie signed from Forfar Farmington right at the end of last season. I've just counted it as a season because she hadn't hadn't really done anything at that point. Um, Alexa Coyle comes in from Montana Grizzlies. Michaela Macaloni has also come in from Spartans. Um, I I swithered about this a lot in terms of who I was going to pick because I think they've made some good signings both from a domestic and and from what we've seen of the the American players that have come in. But I think I've gone for Alexa Coyle, um, and I've gone for Alexa Coyle because of what I just talked about with Ailey Adams and the fact that last season so much of that attacking burden at the point of the attack was on Ailey and she did a, a great job at it. Obviously, when yeah, young player of the year and scored scored a handful of goals of herself as well. But I think having a, another option up there is a really good thing. And she's obviously come in and scored five goals in the, the group stages as well. So, yeah, I've gone for Alexa Coyle as a, the sign of the most interest for me. What about, what about yourself? I was toying with picking her, but I've went for Michaela McAloney, who has been a great player for Spartans, obviously, over the last few years. We've seen her at the 19s as well, being captain of things there um, for Scotland. So I think moving to Hibs is probably good for her development as well. And I think she's a player that should do well in that Hibs team. There's they've got quality all over the park, Hibs, but she's one that obviously we've always enjoyed watching and hope that she can continue that um across the across the city or into Livingston as it is now. They're not shooting in Ainsley Park, of course, anymore, are they? But uh, Michaela McAloney. Cool. Um and in terms of the exciting player, I have gone for Amy Gallagher. Uh, I think we talked about Amy Gallagher. Probably round about, not necessarily round about this time last year, but round about this point in the season last year where she was potentially going to emerge as one of Hibs most important players. I think that proved to be the case. And I think she can push on again this season. And um, I think she's a, she's a really good player. She, she knows how to score a goal. She knows how to take the ball forward as well. And I think this could be her her season potentially for Amy Gallagher. So I've gone for Amy Gallagher as most exciting uh, for me. What about yourself? I've gone for Amy Gallagher as well. She's, again, one of the players that has been there for throughout all the turmoil, the players leaving all the time, but seems to have thrived, really, especially last year, being kind of the main focal point for Hibs, almost. And although there's players around her now, she's still scored plenty in, in the Cup as well. And it's an exciting player to watch, and I think will be will be good for Hibs this season again. So, uh, Amy Gallagher's always one that I do enjoy watching, and she scores goals, doesn't she? So, Amy Gallagher. Sweet. Okay, let's move on to Motherwell then as we hurtle through SWPL1. Um, so Motherwell, uh, I've gone for Motherwell. They've got um, strength and experience in midfield. So we mentioned Amy Anderson signing from Hampton Ackies. To, uh, is, this, is, is this what you've got as well? Experienced core and coach I've got written down yeah. just throughout the squad. And then obviously Paul Brownlee knows what he's doing as well. Like Leanne Crichton, Joe Addy, um, Holly Napier, even Amy Anderson as well. Players coming in that 
have got experience of playing at a good level. So I'll let you talk. No, no, I, I, that's what I had. I had, I had. I had it pinpointed as a midfield, but you're right, there's experience kind of throughout that core. And there's been a couple of faces as well come, not necessarily from no man's land, but have maybe not been in the game as much recently that I've, I've come into that squad, which we'll cover in a wee second. So yeah, I've gone for that in terms of that that kind of core and focus on the midfield with um, uh, Leanne Crichton and Manson coming in. Uh, in terms of weaknesses, I, I'm, there's kind of two, I, I, I was kind of juggling two. One was, this feels like the start of a project, so it's like a transition, that this potentially could be a transitional season for them. Um, seems to be the, the kind of tone around it as for Paul coming in, um, and then some of the turnover. But I've also put in goal, I think Kim Ramsey's a, a very solid goalkeeper, but she has struggled with injuries quite a lot in the last couple of seasons, um, and been kind of in and out. I know that Motherwell had to bring in a couple, they brought in Lauren McGregor, and they also brought in Hannah Cunningham, who came from, came from Gart Cairn. Um, sorry, Nicole Cunningham came from Gart Cairn. Uh, and then her backup's kind of Kate Andrews, obviously a young keeper is coming from Queen's Park. So I've just got a wee question about goalkeeper, but we'll see how that one goes. That's that's what I've gone for weaknesses. What about yourself? Um, I don't think the squad's that great, to be perfectly honest. I've got experience there, but there's no one I look at in that team. The other side, you'll know that they're going to be really entertaining, creative player. They're going to score goals here and they're, they're definitely going to keep clean sheet. I don't think there's a really area you look at and go, it's really strong there. I think they can teams can look at mother one thing and we can beat them in, in certain areas. So it's I mean they'll probably go and prove me wrong and I've said this and win the league, but there's there's just that question mark for me over is the squad good enough? Yeah. Okay. Uh, in terms of signings then we have we've got quite a lot of signings from other latches as we talked about this kind of transition. Um Olivia Potter's coming on loan from Celtic, uh, Holly Napier's coming from Dundee United, Claire Crosby, one of the players that's been maybe away from the game, has come in uh, from Motherwell. Leanne Crane's probably the one that's been obviously getting the most traction, former Glasgow City, Scotland International, she's coming in as assistant player, assistant manager. Um Joe Addy's coming from Glasgow Women, Amy Anderson and Nicole Kearney from Ham Ackies, Katie Andrews from Queen's Park. And then on loan from Rangers, Laura McCartney and Ely Martin. Lots of faces coming in there. Um, what one has stood out to you from that batch? Yeah, and Crichton, obviously you look at the experience she's got there, but and that's the main thing for me. I think they're going to need that experience with some of the younger players coming through. They've got a good experience course, certainly, but um, Ian Crichton's one that should help them in that in that area. Not only playing on the pitch will make a difference, but the fact she's coaching with Paul as well, I think should help him and the players themselves, so highly uh, unkind. Uh, yeah, I, I was trying not to pick Leanne, but she has a standout. Um, it's, it's quite hard not to. I mean, I, I did have Amy Anderson down just because of how, how well she did at Hamilton but it's a step up for Amy as well this season, so it'll be interesting to see how she does. But yeah, I think in terms of the player that will have the most impact and those around her, I think Leanne creates the show. Um, in terms of exciting, I, I've gone for Laurie Gardner um, because I think of... Of the kind of attacking threat the mother will have, there's obviously brought in uh, bringing in the likes of Laura McCartney, Youth International. I think Laurie's always shown glimmers of potentially being a, a very good SWPL one striker, but maybe it hasn't always come together for her. Um, I know that injuries have played a part in that as well, but um, it'll be interesting to see like with this new renewed approach from Motherwell to the women's team how how a couple of the players that were there beforehand um, certainly evolve with the next kind of couple of months into the the middle of the season. So I've gone for Laurie Gardner. Um, what about yourself? Uh, I've got Amy Anderson written down, who obviously we talked about Hamilton earlier on and how she's one player that in the middle they've, they've lost something, really not really replaced too much. And um, she was always, again, she's always one of the players in the kind of running for awards at the end of the season. And 
I think Motherwell will do well. They're obviously a big Motherwell fan. She's now playing at the club she loves as well. And I think it's, again, there's a style of football that probably should should, um, should suit any team, but I think the way she slots into midfield will be helpful. And I think I'm at Motherwell, as we're saying there, they've got some creative players, but it's kind of getting the ball through. I mean, just that extra bit of composure in the midfield that they lacked there last season. So if, if she slots in the way she's played at Ackies, I think she'll be a good acquisition for them. Yeah, I am also Motherwell daft. So that'll be interesting. That that's obviously a good, a good for her as well. But let's move from Motherwell to Maryhill, hey, to Partick uh, <laughs> Thistle, um, who uh, were obviously the team to benefit from the, the situation before Farmington finished third in SWPL2 last season. Uh, I have gone with they've got some experience in that side who have played at this level before that they maybe weren't expecting to have to need. But I've conversely put that with the with the, I've kind of put these together in that finished the third in SWPL2 last season SWPL2 to SWPL1 is a jump third from SWPL2 to SWPL1 it's a big jump so it's a it's a challenging one from but yeah I've gone they've got experience they've got the likes of Shane McCulloch in there who's obviously been played at the top level for a good while and they've also kind of brought in a couple of other kind of more experienced players as well but um, yeah that's that's what I've gone for in terms of strengths and weaknesses what did, what did you have? Um, first on the style of football so their team that they do like to get the ball down and pass it around. And I think playing at Lockbourne, as much as they had a great record there, it was kind of it was tough for them to get them kind of play their own game, but still managed to do it on a bobbly grass pitch. And I think being back up at Peters Hill, where they've kind of got a smooth astro surface there, one that they're kind of used to playing on as well. I, I think this will be, will be a good team to watch. It's just a case of can they can they make good also kind of viable to, to get three points. Uh, in terms of their signings, they brought in Danica DL in a free transfer, formerly the Scottish Cup winner with Glasgow City. Uh, two goalkeepers, Lauren Grant from Hamilton Ackies and Lauren McGregor from Kilmarnock. Um, Frey McDonald, who was on loan last season, has made a move permanent from Rangers. And two more Rangers youths have gone on loan, Ellie Vernal and Rosie Slater, both for the season. Uh, I have put down as my signing um, Lauren McGregor. Um, and the, the reason for that is over the last couple of seasons, Lauren's probably been... When fit has probably been the best keeper in SWPL too, and it was obviously something that Partick Thistle needed to address, hence why they've signed two. Um, and I think of the two, I'd I imagine Lauren McGregor might start, but I know they have been playing kind of switcheroo, so I don't know if the, the group stage has been a bit of an addition process, but if Lauren kind of plays to the best of her ability, I think this is a step up that I think are for for Kilmarnock over maybe not necessarily the last six months, but certainly the 18 months previous, certainly certainly warranted a step up and she obviously had made it, had a wee dabble in it with Motherwell last season on loan. Yeah, um, I've went for Cheryl McCulloch who'd obviously been in last season but again has now joined on a, a longer term deal and is one that has got that experience itself that she's got experience of this level and again you saw how she fitted into that Thistle team and SWPL too and again I think could be one that's going to gonna help obviously only not only in keeping goals out the other end, but um, but putting them in, just, even though she's a defender, she can do that too. And it's a player that should be good for this. So whether we've got, again, a lot of younger players there, but I think she'll be useful and can help them through games and should be a good signer for them. Nice. Um, exciting player. I'm just going to get out of the way. Claire Doherty. Uh, I'm really excited to see her. She's a, a stalwart of SWPL too. Obviously had maybe one of our best seasons ever last season. I'm really excited to see how she does in SWPL1. Um, what about yourself, Campbell? Yep, Claire Docherty. I mean, there's, there's no really any words needed there. She won SWPL2 Player of the Year for a reason, and I think she'll do well on the step up um, to the next level as well. So, yes, Claire Docherty, and if she's on form, Thistle are on form. 
Bailey Hutchison won SWPL2 Player of the Year, but she was nominated for it. Cool, so that's Partick Thistle then. And then moving on from Partick Thistle, we go to Rangers. Um, and for strength for Rangers, I've just got goals. They scored lots of goals last season. They signed Jane Ross. They'll score lots of goals this season. Where the goals come, I think, is potentially where it feeds into the weakness. But yeah, in terms of strengths, I've gone for goals probably itself. Exact same words written down. Rangers last year were, many times we talked about, we're were, Rangers were winning well against the smaller teams. Celtic were winning the bigger games and City were doing both. Rangers just scored a lot of goals and you look at who they've brought in as well and who they already had there. There's, I don't think goals are going to be an issue for them this season. No, uh, what about weakness? What have you got down? Um, their mentality. I think we discussed this a few times last season. The amount of times where they turned up, other than the 5 0 game where they were turned up against Celtic and City, no matter what form these sides were in and, and struggling to get anything out of the game. And it was it was just always that question of what's in their heads when it comes to these big games and, and why is it letting them down? And if they can fix that, then they'll definitely be title contenders. But if that's still there, then it's certainly going to be a worry for Malky Thompson. Yeah, I've got, uh, I've got. I've not necessarily got mentality down as a word because I know they, that there's a feeling that they're not they're happy with their mentality. But in terms of getting a result in the big games, uh, they only won one of those six games against Glasgow City and, and Celtic last season. And yeah, as we mentioned, they scored lots of goals. But other than that, five 0 they didn't score lots of goals against Glasgow City and Celtic. So I think until they can consistently get those kind of results, there will be a wee question mark about about those. So addressing see. In terms of signings, they've made three signings, uh, just kind of boosting numbers. Uh, Tessel Middag is coming from Fiorentina, um, played at the World Cup for the Netherlands, will be a, a wee while ago now. Kayla McCoy, who had been around the club for a wee while, Jamaican international, signed from Houston Dash. And uh, Jane Ross, who we talked about from Manchester United, one of Scotland's all-time great goal scorers. Um, who, who, who you got it down as your, your pick of the signings? Um, Jane Ross, who obviously scored these plenty of goals for Scotland, has done it again down in the WSL and should fit into this Rangers team. Was ready to look at the chances they're creating games, look at the goals they've scored as well. She should fit in very, very well there. And with that creativity, I think when you give her the ball, she'll put it in the net. She knows what it is. And um, should be another good signing for Rangers as they try and break some other goal scoring record that they probably will manage to do. Um, I've not gone for Jane Ross, not because I don't think she'll be a great signing. She's already scored a ton of goals in the, the group stages, but I've gone for Tessel Middag because one of the things you notice about the Rangers squad is there's not a lot of numbers in midfield. Um, and I also think with Tessel Middag is she's the kind of player that I don't think would have been in Scotland if she hadn't had some of the injury issues she's had over the last couple of seasons. So if those injury issues are put to bed um, and she can get back to full fitness, it'll be... An incredible signing for, for SWPL level. But um, yeah, I think in midfield, sometimes, especially it's, um, the bigger sides, they, they may be lost about a little bit. So having another player in there of that experience and quality can only be a good thing. So yeah, I've gone for Tesla Middag. What about most player you're most excited about? Um, I've got Broken Hay here for all the big names that Rangers are bringing in and people they're bringing in that are internationalists for their, for their countries and things. Brogan is one that has been there, obviously, stuck in it through everything at Rangers, through all the change but has always been one of the first names on the team sheet. She's clearly made that impression on, on the staff that have been there throughout as well, that she's a player that um, causes defence opposite, opposition defences problems, sorry. And it's just an old-fashioned winger that will just get the ball and then beat a player and get the cross in. And it's, it's worked out in goals for her teammates and she scored plenty herself. And I think she's just an exciting player to watch in that Rangers side. And I don't see any reason why that should change this year. 
Yeah, I think Brogan Hayes is a good shout. I, I am hedging my bets and one of the players who have been out injured for a long time coming back. Um, so, <laughs> Gamble just moved Megan Bell. And do you know what? I was I, I was going to say Megan Bell, but I think I'm actually more excited that we've seen Kirsty Howitt back. She's still, at time of recording, two and a half and maybe three months away from, from full fitness. So she's probably not going to appear till around Christmas time. But I think... If you uh, go to a Rangers game, you see Kirsty, you see Kirsty really enjoys being a Rangers player. Um, and I think that'll be a potentially big season for Kirsty if she can get back fit and score and goal, because I think she's now at the point where she will be looking potentially to chap on international doors. And with the players that she has around the better, she, she could really take her game up to another level. So I've gone for Kirsty Howitt. Um, finger crossed she um, makes her injury turn as any time a player who goes out for a long time comes back from injury. But um, yeah, right, last team we've got well, we'll, we'll squeeze this one in. Last one, um, we're going to do a, a separate podcast for SWPL too because time has got away from us in this one. But for Spartans, who, what have you got there as a strength for Spartans this season? You can probably guess what I'm going to say, but I've got stability written down. Debbie's still there. The core of that squad's still there. Other than Michaela and McElhone, obviously they've brought in a couple of new additions, but they're always just stable Spartans. They're always that team that, I don't know how many times we've said that they're the staple that teams should be looking to emulate when they get into SWPL2 because they're they're not going to be chasing the top two or three teams. They will take results off them at some point over the course of the season, but they're just stable and you know they're always going to be some point in that mid-table there. So it's something that should stand in a good stead. Yeah, I've got a team that spent a lot of time together down, so stability in different words is what I've got. Um, what about weaknesses, Spartans? What have you got? Um, creating chances they will get to obviously Becky Gilbraith later who seems to score them all the time but they don't often create much and they've just kind of there's maybe something missing in there about the players that are going to go and beat someone and, and make these chances so uh, again probably something that won't really cause them too many problems but it's, it's a wee worry for me Yeah because I, I was kind of put I was Going to put down goal scoring, but goal scoring didn't feel like the right thing to put down. And I kind of landed where you are, which is they maybe don't create quite enough um, in terms of what, what they could uh, make happen. So, yeah, go with that. In terms of signings they've made, uh, Lisa Ryan's coming from Forth of Farmington. Uh, Rosie McClellan's coming from Rangers. Uh, Jade Stenhouse from St. Johnston. Uh, Ellie Simpson has come in from Stirling University. What have you got down as your signing of most interest? Ellie Simpson um, was one of two or three when at Stirling Uni that always had a solid 90 minutes whenever you watched them, even in, in defeat, she was a, a player that was good for them there. And I think the step up to Spartans is, is one that will benefit her and it should benefit Spartans as well. So see, it's a team that I think she'll fit into well, having played in SWPL 1 and 2 um, for quite a while. Um, he's just an exciting player to watch, so I think she should, she should do well, pretty well in that Spartans team. Yeah, thank you, Alex. Good show. I've gone for Rosie McQuillan, um, and it's linked to my most exciting player, which I think you'll probably have the same, is uh, Becky Galbraith. Um, she scored 10 goals last season. She scored six in the group stages of the SWPL Cup. She ha- is developing into a real proven goal scorer at SWPL level, but there's maybe something that Spartan needs another one off. And last season, Rosie McQuillan, seven goals alone at Glasgow Women in that short spell. She had scored goals for Rangers before. Um, and SWPL one. Um, yeah, I've gone for Rosie as a, as a potential relief option for Becky Gilbrey should something happen or if she needs to make a bit of a change in the game from Debbie McCulloch's point of view. Yep, Becky Gilbrey as well. She, she scores a heck of a lot of goals. She's done well um, in the group stages there at the Betfred Cup and 
and you were saying people that obviously weren't looking at you SWPL1, but would see the highlight show again. She was a player that was always putting the ball in the net for Spartans and she can do that again this year, then that should really just kind of cement that, that stable status for them. Strong and stable, eh? There we go. We've got through all 10 SWPL1 sides. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll do a separate SWPL2 podcast covering the, the teams in that uh, that division. Time's just got, got away from us this evening. But um, thank you very much for listening. Um, Campbell, thank you very much for coming on and going through all, all those 10 teams. Really appreciate it. Yeah, no problem, despite me causing the two podcast recordings, but it's fine. We'll get it. <laughs> I wasn't going to let people know that you turned up half an hour late, but now you've said it out loud, uh, yeah, Campbell turned up half an hour late. Anyway, thank you very much for listening. Stay safe, and we'll speak again very soon. Bye now. <laughs>